Hi, I'm Caleb. This is my mommy's podcast. If you like it, would you please share it, subscribe, and give her a review. I know she'll be very grateful. Thanks, and have an awesome, great, awesome, great, awesome day. Welcome to The Faint Wick. I'm Melissa Strickland. I'm about to tell you something that is going to absolutely stun you because I know you all have it in your heads that I am the model of patience, selflessness, and of course, humility. Unfortunately, I have to break it to you that I'm not the picture of perfection in any of those areas. And I'm afraid that fact was completely obvious very recently when Robinson and I had a really bad argument. I won't go into all of the gory details because I don't want to let you in on how incredibly immature and mean-spirited I am capable of being. Suffice it to say that I cried, and though many of the tears were genuine, some of them were directly linked to theatrics that were meant to illustrate just how persecuted I was sure that I was. Oh, and I yelled, and I said some words that I wish I could have put right back in my mouth. And I punctuated it all with a grand declaration. You don't understand my life at all. You don't appreciate me. Before any of you gets the wrong idea, I'm going to stop right here and say that Robinson does appreciate me, and he tells me and shows me every day that he's grateful for the things that I do, whether it's trudging off to work to buy food for our family or actually cooking that food for a nice or at least halfway decent family dinner. He loves me, and he appreciates me. And I do know that I am not persecuted, although sometimes he doesn't understand my life at all, and sometimes I don't understand his, you know, because we're human and all. But in that moment, my agenda was better supported by saying, You don't appreciate me because it would have been too real, too raw, too selfish to say what I was really thinking. I don't want to be 
the caregiver. That's what I was feeling in that moment. That's what I have felt in other moments. Not always, but definitely a lot of sometimes. You know, when I feel swallowed up in it, when I feel like caregiving has swallowed up my identity. Several months ago, I was with a small group of women at the home of one of my dearest friends, and they started talking about a personality test called an Enneagram. You can Google the details if you're interested. The truth is, I don't usually take much stock in those things. I've, I've taken the Myers-Briggs, and the, I always come out right in the middle of introvert and extrovert, and right in the middle of another one that I can't even remember. But listening to my friends describe themselves, according to this Enneagram thing, interested me just enough to check it out. You know, just for fun, of course. I learned there are nine types of personality for this given system, and I just knew immediately which one I was. A four, the individualist. Oh, yes. You see, the individualist is creative and kind of bohemian and a little a little moody, which I'm okay with. Some examples they gave were Chopin and Tchaikovsky and Edgar Allan Poe and Prince and Tennessee Williams. Totally me. I couldn't wait to take that test so it could confirm that I am a genuine, beret-wearing, baguette-eating, broody author type who likes nothing better than a long stroll along the River Seine in Paris. So, I jumped into the test and answered every question as honestly as I could and clicked the results button and... (laughs) Wah, wah. It said I was a number two. The helper. The caregiver. I was so aggravated. I didn't even care that they said I was in the company of Dolly Parton and Luciano Pavarotti. I mean, I love Dolly and I love Pavarotti because I really, really love opera. But that was not enough to make me okay with that result. Because in the world that I had invented in my mind... Caregivers don't wear berets. But I went ahead and read the description. Might as well see, right? And it said that at their best or healthy level, number twos are deeply unselfish, humble, altruistic, giving unconditional love to self and others. 
clearly I have not reached that status. So I skipped the rest of that section and went to the average description. I was hopping mad then. And average number two wants others to depend on them. They can sometimes be controlling. They wear themselves out for others and they expect to be appreciated. Ouch. Well, it was obvious that something went horribly wrong with the first test. So I found another version online and I took that one. And this time I was more careful. I went a little slower and I made sure the answers would give me the result that I wanted. You know, the personality that I knew that I was. They may not have been the most honest answers, but I could justify each of them as some version of truth. And voila! I knew it. A number four. But because part of my personality also involves being somewhat obsessive-compulsive, I found a third test and took it just to confirm those number four results. Except this time, I somehow got myself all upside down again, and it came out a stupid two, the caregiver. So here I am, sitting in front of this microphone, talking to all of my podcast BFFs, and there is a test, a well-respected test, by the way, that says, I am a caregiver. And, well, when I read the description... It actually rings true. Even the part about wanting to be appreciated. But you know what? There is also a book. A well-respected book, by the way. A book of truth and wisdom. A book given to me, to us, by none other than God himself. And that book says that no matter what my personality might be, my identity is something so much more. That book, of course, is the Bible. Have you looked at it lately? It's pretty amazing. And if you want to know your true identity in Christ, who you are, who God sees you as, let me tell you some of what it says. In 1 John chapter 3, you'll find this gem. 
See what love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And can I just add that there are exclamation points at the end of those sentences, at least in my version. And 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Just the thought of his wonderful light in the limited way my little human brain can understand it, gives me chills down my spine. And let me just repeat what we have just heard in this verse. From the moment, the very second, we put our faith in Christ, we became a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and God's special possession. We all have different personalities, but we are united in our identity, in the core of who we are. And at the foundation of that identity, at the foundation of all of it, is this. We are loved by Almighty God. Are you feeling that love today? Right now? This minute? Have you been wearing yourself out for others? Your sick or disabled loved ones, your children, your spouse, your patients, your ministry, your job? Are you feeling like no one understands you? No one gets it? No one knows your struggle, your pain? your total emotional and physical exhaustion. You're working so hard. And no one even appreciates what you do. Well, you know, I looked up the word appreciate in the dictionary, and I found that one of the definitions is to value or regard highly, to place a high estimate on, So dare I even say that according to that version, that definition, God appreciates us? God appreciates us. He delights in us. Can we let that sink in for a second? And He knows your struggle your pain, your total exhaustion. He knows every teeny tiny element of your personality. 
and he loves you. He loves you when you're at average level. He loves you when you're at healthy level. And he even loves you when you're at unhealthy level. Yes, there is an unhealthy level. And yes, I've been there too. But as close as we are, that's an ugly, I'm not prepared to share just yet. The point is, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And seriously, make sure you're opening those Bibles of yours, because that book is packed full of God's love for you. And while we're talking about love and appreciation, I just want to take a minute to say thank you to all of you who have been listening to this little podcast of mine. It takes my breath away to think about how many of you there are out there, how many of you who have written me notes of encouragement, who have told me you are faithfully praying for me and our family. You have blessed me, and God has used you to show his love for me. And I appreciate you so very much. We live under so many labels in this life. We have labels for our roles within the family, our jobs, even our personalities. And some of us make the mistake of thinking that those labels are our identities. We think that we're defined by being a mother, an accountant, a caregiver. We spend our time trying to live into those identities. And sometimes we like what those labels say about us. And sometimes we don't. Well, friends, the good news is that those labels are not our identities. As followers of Christ, we are not of this world. And we are not defined by the world's labels. We are children of God. God's special possession. That's our identity. And you know what else? We caregivers can wear berets and eat baguettes and write books and even walk along the River Seine in Paris if we darn well want to. Today's song is called Once and for All by Lauren Daigle. I've been playing it over and over in my car as I've been asking God to help me understand how to walk in the identity that He has given me. And and He has answered by reminding me of Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. 
and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It doesn't matter what type my personality is. That's my identity. Here's the song. Have a blessed day. God, I give you what I can today. These scattered ashes that I hid away, I lay it all at your feet. From the corners of my deepest shame These empty places where I've worn your name Show me the love I say I believe Oh, help me to lay it down Oh, Lord, I lay
once and for all. Once and for all. Yes, once and for all. Once and for all. This is Melissa's daughter Mona. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and review. Thanks a lot.